okay are any of you 20 days into dry january did any of you this year say hey i'm going to try this or maybe it's something that you've been doing for a while maybe something you wanted to try out this year Maybe it turned into single drink January, or maybe it turned into damp January, whatever. Uh, there's been a lot of talk lately about uh, taking the month of... Uh, taking the month off drinking really as kind of the sober curious lifestyle continues to be embraced by more and more people um, maybe you've been thinking about it maybe you're thinking about it even more now since those recent guidelines were released by the center for substance use and addiction so let's talk more about the dry january movement with sarah kate who is an alcohol-free sommelier and founding editor and publisher of some good clean fun hey sarah welcome back to the show Hi, thank you for having me today. It's nice to talk with you again. I was just, uh, I just followed you on Instagram. And Great. again, I'm just, uh, I'm blown away about how all, how pretty all of the uh, non-alcohol drinks are on your, your, on the page. Because I think, again, and we talked about this last time, I mean, we've come a long way, right? We've come a, a really yeah. long way. You've been sober yeah. for two years. You've been without alcohol for two years. Why was it for you that you said, okay, you know what, I need to, uh, I, I need to quit drinking? So uh, a couple of years ago, and so just to, just to clarify, I actually don't consider myself sober. It's uh, it's it's a little it's a label, and everybody kind of has their own label. And I I consider that I have an alcohol-free lifestyle because I made the decision based on health and wellness reasons, and not because I hit rock bottom. Okay. And so what happened was I was a mom of two kids, and I had been using wine to cope for a long time. Like every day I came home from work, and it starts with one glass of wine after work. You're you know it's the thing that moms are supposed to do and that turned into several every evening and more on weekends and I was destroying my health I wasn't being I wasn't able to keep up with my running partners like I was always grumpy always cranky and it's you start realizing you're sliding into a very dangerous territory and I I hit a point at one Christmas it's Christmas 2019 where I was like I'm done Mm. I can't do this. And I started rethinking drinking. And so it's been, uh, so April 2020, just at the beginning of the pandemic, was when I did a, my first stint of 30 days. So similar to a dry January. Yeah. And then it was, you know, rethinking drinking after that and really two, over two years now since I've had, had any alcohol. Sarah, I love that, uh, you know, you, you corrected me on, on the language because I think language is really important. No matter, no matter what we're talking about, language is important. It really is. And in this in this um, area, people are, you know, there are lots of people who consider themselves sober and they, they wear that label proudly, but it often can have stigma attached mm -hmm. to that for people who are just dipping their toe in. They're just saying, I don't want to drink um, because I, I don't feel good about it. It's not healthy for me, but I don't want people to, t to ask me if I have a problem. Yeah. So they're afraid to talk about it. It's something that we don't talk about openly. So Sarah, one of the things that I found, my, my first husband uh, didn't drink. Uh, uh, he had been alcohol free for for years he just said ah you know what i need to do it for health and wanted to go back to mm -hmm. doing triathlons and that sort of stuff but i found um oftentimes um, because i was and i and i still am a, a drinker although i've i've cut back um massively over the past six months mm -hmm. he would get pressure he would get pressure. It would be like, hey, do you want a drink? He's like, no, I'm, I'm good with my pop or I'm good with whatever. It's like, oh, come on, you can just yeah. have one. And he'd be like, no, like, yeah. I don't drink. How, yeah, like, leave me alone. I don't want it. How do you handle that? Like, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you deal with that? 
So I think interestingly enough, because everybody in my world and that I interact with knows what I do, I don't mm. get pressure mm. anymore. And because I stopped drinking in the middle of COVID, we yeah. weren't going anywhere. <laughs> there wasn't as many social events and all of my friends and family sort of knew what I was going through and was choosing an alcohol-free lifestyle. So, but what I would say to anybody who is a, who is uh, worried about like that stigma yeah. they can, and somebody pressures them to say, you know what, this is not good for my health. And I've chosen like, this is not about sobriety. It's about health and wellness. Yeah. I mean, he just would say, you know what? I don't, I don't drink. That was it. I, I just, yeah. I don't drink. And if you can't wrap your head around it, like move on. Move on. Move on. What I was it's like it's none of your business why I'm not drinking. Well, and and, right? and isn't that isn't that the fact? No one asks you why aren't you smoking, right? Like it's right, <laughs> right. Why are yeah? Why aren't you smoking? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the same thing. So you know, so we're in dry January, and uh, I know uh, you know some people might you know roll through it tickety boo no problem. You know, I mentioned off the top that it could be you know maybe it's one drink January for others. I I, I saw yeah. someone else who uh, another woman who. Who works in radio call it damp January maybe have a, yes. a couple here and there um yeah I think it's I think it's important to know though that y- you haven't failed if you didn't get through the entire 30 days I mean no matter what no it's still good for yes. you it's still it's, it's a right. challenge still good for yes. you yes that's right I was actually going to say that um you excuse me you need time we have in our society we push alcohol so much it, we're, we're alcohol's pushed on us so much you actually need time to wrap your head around the lifestyle and and make those your brain needs time to like process that it's not getting alcohol so if you have had one drink don't give up it's not a failure if you if you have decided i'm gonna you know have a damp january it's okay because it's one step in the right direction and those they they've done studies that say that that has a lasting effect throughout the rest of the year. People who do dry January, it's proven to reduce self-harm through through alcohol for the rest of the year. Um, so yeah, don't well, give up. Yeah, I was reading an article that, uh, you know, over the past couple of days saying that uh, if, you've, if you've made it through, if you've at least, you know, tried, that oftentimes even into late fall, you've, you've probably cut back a little bit from what you've normally yeah, from yeah, what, what you did yeah. the year before. and then the holiday yeah then the holiday season comes and everybody gets back on the yeah. <laughs> vibe. but yeah there's lasting effects for you and um the canadian the canadian government just changed the guidelines yeah. actually on tuesday which was really big news and that's another flag and another indicator and another signal for people that like you know even reducing is healthy so if you were uh following the guidelines of seven drinks per week so one a night um for you know for 10 years or whatever since the last guidelines lines and now they're saying two or less a week is you know the regulation then you're you know that's that's cutting back and it's reducing it doesn't mean you have to never drink again it's saying your health is important and this is if you want to protect your health two or less is better for you sarah you know again we could talk about this uh, all afternoon because i i, I <laughs> yeah. do think there's there's a lot to talk about but one of the things and i i i meant to ask you about it last time we chatted and i didn't get to it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the social aspect of drinking is 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 huge you know going out for dinner yeah. having drinks yeah. going to a party having drinks oftentimes well i, well, I don't know um because i haven't done it um you go well i have a couple of times but going to a party and not drinking at all um it can be awkward it can be different if you're not used to that what advice do you give for those who you know who are maybe embarking on on uh, this challenge or maybe a, a lifestyle change about dealing with that side of it all 
That's a really great question. So the first thing that you need to do is to really think about uh, you have to plan in advance. So you can't just show up at a social event and and expect there to be things because most people, most hostesses, most restaurants won't have something for you to drink. So plan ahead and think about what is it that you want to drink. There are so many great non-alcoholic options now that you can find something that is interesting for you. Um, to bring with you. And so if you're going to somebody's house for a dinner party, bring non-alcoholic wine and, uh, you know, bring or bring non-alcoholic beer if you're going to uh, you know, to a cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the branding on these products, these newer products, they don't look not, like they're non-alcoholic. They don't have a big 0.0 slapped on them. Mm-hmm. Um, some do, but a lot don't. And so you can get away with um, holding a beer in your hand nowadays and nobody's going to ask you whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So that's another thing is that, um, you know, don't, fla- don't flash your non-alcoholic <laughs> stuff like, oh, I'm not drinking today. Like, you know, so think ahead, plan ahead, think ahead and bring stuff with you. And because we socialize with drinks, that's what yeah. we do as human beings. So you need to have something in your hand. So you're not thinking about what you're missing out on. The second thing is, and I'll make this quick. Um, the second thing is to start really thinking about what you're gaining and not what you're missing. So when you, you think, oh, I can't drink tonight, you can you, you flip that around and say, oh, I can't wait to wake up and feel good tomorrow morning. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. go home and have like, you know, I've, sometimes when I go out and uh, people are drinking around me and stuff, and I've had my own non-alcoholic drinks. I come home, I still have a clear head at 10:30 or 11, and I let myself have a treat, like have some ice cream or <laughs> you know watch a movie or something or watch TV. And you know, it's um, it's a way to look forward rather than looking at what you're missing. Sarah, appreciate the conversation once again. Let's talk down the road. Yeah, thank you so much for having me tonight. You betcha. Sarah Kate joining me this afternoon. She's an alcohol-free sommelier, the founding editor and publisher of Some Good Clean Fun. And if you're interested, you can follow her at Some Good Clean Fun on Instagram. A lot of great stuff there. The website as well.